Hello, Questions Podcast listeners. This is episode 68 of the Questions Podcast. And we're, well, I technically we're six feet apart, so we're, we're technically uh, social distance. But this is the first time in a very long time that we have sat in my office. Mark, you're so far back. away from me. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, so good. Yeah. It has been too long. I feel like the world just continues to fall apart, and we have no voice in the falling apart. We need to get on the ball here. Well, we, we're going to make up for that. Are we? Yeah. We have a little bit of time today because uh, we uh, we have a, how, how should we say this? Um, in an undisclosed location, I am getting a haircut today, and I think that you are here to get a haircut as well. I am. So we're in this yeah. together. Shh, if, we get a, if we get arrested. Don't tell GovGav. That we're, if we get arrested, we're going together, bro. All right, man. Yeah, well, you yeah. know what? I'll have a good haircut. And we'll get matching prison tattoos, okay? Well, you know what? My wife will bail me out quick. Will your wife bail you out quick? I think so. I mean, because we got a, we got trash cans to take out of cars right. to fix. I'm sure that like, they yeah. would set bail pretty low you think for so? you and me. Yeah, you're, you're not like a repeat offender or anything. How do you know? Well, as far as I know, I mean, you and I have worked together almost for eight years now, and I haven't had to bail you out of jail yet. That's true. I have not been arrested in the but last you know eight years. <laughs> Things <laughs> could change. You think t- times they are changing. Things could change quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the world is just continuing to fall apart. You know, one thing I promised everybody who tuned in for the 31 days of prayer and fasting from the news chaos. Uh, yes. I made a, I made a money back guarantee uh-huh. that the world would be just as jacked up and horrible and oh, when they came back to the news? as when they came back to the news. Um, so have you talked with any of the people who actually took the challenge and didn't watch or listen to the news? I have. Yeah. And I got and, a bunch of text report? messages. In fact, I got to respond to some comments too, but, um, is this mine or yours? This that water is, here. that's you. My, my water. Oh, cool. Here. Awesome. We got to be careful during COVID. I know. I don't want to exchange COVID any. week. Okay. So yeah, you, you were on the ball there talking about people who, who, uh, withdrew from the news and social media. Yeah. So, Generally, what I heard was mm-hmm. um, they were happier. That's good. They slept better. Oh, okay. They had less weird dreams and they weren't as intense. So what you're saying is quality of life increased. You know, if it was a drug, I could sell it. Well, there you go. There you well, go. it kind of is. I mean, we... Yeah. yeah. And they... Do, they do, well, it's actually like getting off of drugs. Well, really, okay. Getting yeah. off yeah, of Yeah, actually, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, and for the people that were able to do it, another comment was they didn't realize how hard it would be, how much of a habit that getting juiced into the news every day to get themselves their fix of getting upset. Can I make a confession? Sure. I um, You suck. I at, failed. It's so, yeah. No, I knew that. Yeah. I kind of did. Yeah. My, my downfall at the moment is Twitter. Yeah. I, I don't tweet, but, no. I, but I read what other people are saying on the, in the Twitter sphere, and it's not helpful. It's not helpful to the psyche at all. Well, because it's just as discouraging. It's totally discouraging. Yeah. It's depressing in every possible way. Yeah. It increases your blood pressure. Yeah. It's not good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've moved beyond the 31 days of July. It's August 7th. So people are back into the news. Have uh, I'm sure that some of our listeners are back to listening to and watching news and social media and probably your blood pressure increased and all that bad stuff. So that's why we're back on the air. There you go. To try and help bring your blood pressure down you sure we don't enrage people i haven't heard any reports of that yet there's no medical evidence i would assume that they would inform us if they felt like we were enraging them you know you know what you need to do is you just need to take a deep breath and count to 10 exactly i was just picking up my well i was dropping off one car at the mechanic to get an oil change and i was picking up another car at the transmission place to you know pick it up 
And then so my wife, she dropped me off to pick up the car. And then I called her right afterwards. And she saw like some road rage right next to her. I, she, I'm on the phone with her and she goes, oh, no. And I go, what's that? What's wrong? You OK? And then there's silence. You know, it's like when you're on the phone with someone, and they go, oh, no. And then there's silence. You're like, oh, what's going on? So, yeah, some some people were road raging and about to start a fight on the side of the road. Don't get out of your car. It's like, man, oh, man, just yeah. don't, take a deep don't breath road rage. and count to 10. Don't road rage. Don't yeah. do that. I always told my kids that, you know, never, never, you know, point a finger like number one at anybody. If somebody's cutting you off or doing something and they're having a bad day, you don't know. That person might be the Just next smiling mask. Yeah, smile and wave. Do the, and do and the, act uh, sorry. Shrug your shoulders like, even, I'm sorry. Even if it was totally their fault. Right. Don't, you, know, you don't need that kind of. No. In your life, you just don't need that. There's too many people walking around all spun up with knives and guns. It's like we were talking about guns. yesterday. I have two words for you. Stop, Stop it. it. Stop it. There you go. Yeah. So I learned some stuff. What did you learn? Well, first of all, the devil does not like prayer. He does not. Because beginning with the 31 days, as yeah. soon as I started filming those things. Things started going haywire. Everything went just, just everything went just totally. Well, fell I apart. mean, even the the questions podcast. I mean, did you notice that like pretty much through the entire month of July? I think maybe we recorded once. I, it was yeah. I had massive vertigo. Yeah, it's it's slowly dissipating. Praise God. Mine started with a car crash. Oh yeah, you had a yeah. Somebody ran into us. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Mm. But, but you know the other thing that was really crazy during all these trials, huh? Every trial had a blessing associated with it. So it was kind of it was kind of like how are you going to look at it? Like I cra- perspective is everything. Well, I they crashed into my car, right? Uh-huh. And so I paid $6,000 for that car. Yeah. And drove it for like 36,000 miles, something like that. Okay. And they crashed into it and totaled it out. Everybody was okay in the crash. I was just sitting in a light minding my own business and they I got crashed into. Um and everybody was okay, so that was the first blessing. But the second blessing was they gave me $8,000 for that car. Well, I think we call that a net positive. I think so. I mean, I came out ahead on that one. That's pretty good. The bad news is the price of used cars is way up right now. This is true. I've been hearing this quite a bit. Yeah. So anyway, but that's good. Um, well, so why don't we go ahead and do one of our listeners' favorite segments and... Um, you, with, oh, with, I, I think I know what that segment shall, is. Shall, shall I? Cue the music. In, In the, the news, news. Uh, I think today what we'll do is we'll just read through the headlines because people don't read the news stories. No. So let's just let's just go to a couple news sites and we'll just run down some some headlines and then we'll give our critique of what we think about the news based just on the headline. What do you think? Give me your top five. We'll Miles. call this headline news with Pastor Mark and Miles. What do you got for me today, Miles? Trump's determined absence of a second term agenda by Susan Glasser at the New Yorker. Okay, so it's the New Yorker because they're think? way pro conservative. If we had yeah. a center line, left of center, right of center. Left of center. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Trump's, Trump's determined absence hard, hard of a second-term agenda. So apparently President Trump doesn't have an agenda for the second term. Do you think Trump doesn't have an agenda for the second term? <laughs> I guarantee he's got an agenda. I think he has a term. Okay, you, let's just... All right. You've been working with me now for almost eight years. Yeah. I mean, I got an agenda. You got an agenda. I got an agenda. I always got an agenda. We're agenda-sized. Right. Yeah. So... Um, you and I have been working together for almost a decade. We're approaching that point. 
Yeah. In the eight years that you've been working with me, mm-hmm. I'm mostly apolitical in my public persona. Absolutely. I don't like to typically get very political, but I think that anybody around here can probably determine if they're using their their uh, Sherlock Holmes abilities. They could probably determine where I am on the spectrum of uh, politics. I, I think if I they mean, use, we're, we're ardently pro-life. Yeah, I, I think if they use their Cheech and Chong yeah, <laughs> investigative your, abilities, they could find out where we where we land. Use your skills. I mean, we're ardently pro-life, and uh, we're pretty much pro-Second Amendment. Pretty much pro? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I tested positive we're for that. Fully, yeah. it, we're fully in favor of individual rights and responsibilities. So we love babies. We we like um, we like free speech. I like free speech. We like lower taxes. Yeah, I think I think that all more money like, to spend on guns and babies. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't tell my wife she wants a fifth, and, oh. and so um, you know I, I think that people could probably determine kind of where we are. Although we don't like to we don't like to lead with our politics because politics is like the new religion in America. But it, all that said. Yeah. I, I think your relationship with the Lord should determine your politics, not the other way around. You know? Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. So yeah, everything is theological in my in my book. There you go, man. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, you can kind of determine where we are on the spectrum there. Let's go to another headline. The We're shadow, totally on the spectrum. The shadow of Dukakis looms over Biden. Do you remember Michael Dukakis, nineteen eighty eight? Okay, here's what I remember about Dukakis. Governor of Massachusetts. Yes. Here's yeah. what I remember about him. Yeah. He was jogging uh-huh. in loafers. There's a picture of him jogging in loafers. That's what you do in Massachusetts. And Haven't you ever been to Nantucket? No. I want to go. Come on, dude. Like, I, I've heard limericks. If you, if you live in Maine, Massachusetts, yeah. Vermont, any of those things, you, you, okay, listen, loafers there are like sandals in California. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like... You're much more international and airplane Well, that's me. not exactly international, but okay, yeah, uh, I'll I give mean, it to you. I mean, Maine's well, practically international my dad, for me. My dad is from Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, technically, my grandparents are from Massachusetts. Well, there you go. Occasionally, my dad kind of slips into the Massachusetts uh, accent. Is that when he's mad? Where fork sounds like a four-letter word that yeah, is not fork. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Get in the car. Get in the car? In the car. Hey, get in the car. <laughs> my my grandfather before he passed away my paternal grandfather he would call and uh you know he's a good italian like through and through good way italian. It, way italian from massachusetts and uh he he would call and he had the full-on grand or the godfather like voice hey, so he, you'd answer the phone is your father there is your father there yeah grandpa hold on just a second that was uh, like that was always what you hit. Is your father there? The Godfather would call yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Al. Al. Al de Benedictus. I think his name was Alfred. Hey. Pretty this sure. is Al from Massachusetts. He looked like he looked like Massachusetts thug life. He was also an iron worker. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the shadow of Dukakis looms over Biden. So um, this is from the American Spectator, which is actually right of center. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, Slightly, slightly right of center. Uh, yeah, I read this article, actually. Kind of interesting. Apparently, I did not know this, because when Michael Dukakis was running against George Bush Sr. So was his, would his team be the Dukakai? Yes. Okay. Uh, when he was running against George Bush Sr. I remember that. He had a 17 to 18 point advantage over the late George Bush Sr. in August of 1988. 
Okay. So he's way ahead. Then he lost by seven points. So that is a 24-point deficit Mm. from where his high was. Oh, and Um, they're saying the same thing is happening. Well, they're saying that what it was that led to the fall of Michael Dukakis. The loafers? Was questions about his senility. Ooh. Questions about his mental health and his stability. I get those from time to time. Do you? Yeah. I, I'm feeling that more and more. Yeah. For me, not for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm feeling that more and more. Okay, uh, next next, next headline here. Uh, Susan Rice is the running mate Joe Biden needs. From Joe Psaki. Jen Psaki at CNN. Susan Rice. Do you know who Susan Rice is? Rice, Rice, baby. You know, he got sued for that. For Rice, Rice, baby? Well, Vanilla Ice. Oh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, he sampled a part of a David Bowie song. Oh, really? Yeah, and Mr. Bowie's a businessman. Did you know that Vanilla Ice became like an HGTV um, fix-it guy? Really? And then he got... I think he got like prosecuted and thrown in jail for for theft or something too. Like he's a pretty interesting guy. First OJ and then Vanilla wide, Ice. Wide, yeah. wide range of stuff. Wow. Going. Okay, so Susan Rice, she was um, she was a part of the Obama administration, and she became notorious Ooh. during the Benghazi situation because of some denials she made about the Benghazi situation on TV. I think she might not have been entirely truthful. So people don't really like her, but apparently she's in the in the running for. Being Joe Biden's running mate, which looking at the way things have been going with things, the running mate might be really important this time around. Might be. You never know. Yes. Why? You think Hillary's going to knock her off or what? <laughs> knock him off or what? No. no. Um, gosh, I, let's see. What's the next? What's the next headline here? Democrats are surrendering Minneapolis to criminals. Newt Gingrich at Fox News. So Newt Gingrich, he used to be the Speaker of the House during the time of the Clintons and Fox News. So we know that is very, very, very right of center. So we kind of know where that's at. But Democrats are surrendering Minneapolis to criminals because we want to defund the police. What do you think about defunding the police, Mark? I think that's going to be really bad for criminals. Probably not a good idea. Well, here's the deal. Okay, uh, I see where you're going. To, I know what you're talking about on this one because uh, we are supporters of the Second Amendment. Right. So what you're saying is... Well, I'm just saying like if there's like people at my door or yeah. doing something bad to right. me where I feel threatened... Right, you have to take things into your own hands. And you don't want an untrained populace... Right, I think that we would be heading back into Wild West territory. Well, and then when you... you I think I have to go check my math, but I think my last count was over 400 million firearms in the United States since they started keeping 400 track million, of you are right 48% heard this stat yeah today 48% of global uh, guns held by private citizens mm-hmm. in the United States of America 48% yeah I mean in America so America I, and 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 of those 48% 72% are in Texas there you go, the Holy Land. I just don't think you want untrained I private might civilians making split dis- split second decisions about defending themselves or their property. I think that that was going to be really bad for criminals. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that would be a bad bad idea. But okay. I mean, I'm glad we have them. Don't get me wrong. But I think right. the police are there. I'm very thankful for the police. I don't want to shoot anybody. Politico is reporting Donald Trump is losing the culture wars. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, you know, the right, 
has uh-huh. been at a deficit in the culture war for a while. Yeah. Like I'm thinking I'm thinking culture war not going so well. What's a culture war? It's a war within the culture. Oh. To be the ones who are defining culture. Oh. You know the church for centuries was Yeah, define defining, culture. No mas. Definer of culture. Yeah, no more. Well, we hopefully we could be again. Um I think we're headed that way. Or we need to. I'm going to be talking about that in a few weeks. Are you? Yeah. Let's look at another. Let's see some other headlines here. Um, none of these headlines look interesting. Nothing. No news out of Florida. You know, I'm, I'm really surprised that there's no news out of Florida because there's always something good. Oh, there was a 12-foot gator in Texas that was um, eyeballing this little two-year-old girl. And the dad sprung into action. Did he Did he kill it? No. He got everybody behind the fence, but this 12-foot alligator was outside the fence. Evidently, she must have been wearing, like, his favorite cologne or something. But, uh, yeah, this alligator was 12. They had to take it to a gator park. Nice. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. Oh, sorry. I was looking. This thing's asking me to subscribe to stuff. No. Church burglary suspect goes from unmasked to Batman costume mid-heist. Ooh. South Carolina cops say. That's not Florida. That's South Carolina. Um, I guess Batman's kind of a vigilante, right? Zombie cicadas infected with psychedelic fungus can survive without most of their bodies. That's disturbing. You know, we had an interesting subject come up at the house the other day. Oh. <laughs> you know, because everybody's got their, you know, their, their bug out plan, right? People are all, I don't know where they're going. Yeah. And they're like, what's your bug out plan? I go, you know. 30-some-foot sailboat, mm. you know, that's better that's than a 1,000 acres in Montana. Just go, just make sure it's got a water maker. And they go, why is that? I go, because zombies can't swim. That's right. I think you're probably right. And and we had an argument at the table there. Well, not let's say a discussion, if zombies could swim or not. And Google was notoriously silent on this fact. So if any of our listeners could give me evidence that zombies can swim, because I believe they cannot. I think you're right. I would love to know. Um, apparently a guy in Fort Lauderdale is in trouble because his pet kangaroo has been causing problems. What are you doing with a pet kangaroo? Well, they're, they're kind of cool looking. Be kind of fun to have a pet kangaroo. Yeah. How are those two pet bunnies working out? The, the bunnies are doing okay. Although, okay, so, um, this little pen showed up where you can have the bunnies outside of their cage just hopping around. Oh, yeah. A little pen, okay? So the bunnies are hopping around, and uh, I look over on the fence, and there is a good-sized peregrine falcon looking sitting for on a the fence. Scooby snack, yeah. And I said to Andrea, I said, "You might want to be careful with your bunnies." And she said, "Why?" And I said, "You see that bird over there? He is eyeballing yep your bunnies. Yep, and he's going to have snack. So yeah, they they shoot away the bird, and they wear closer eyes on the on the bunnies. Now here's an interesting observation." My mm. cat has been killing bunnies. Really? Little bunnies. Little bunnies. And it only eats the ears and the head and just leaves like the midsection and the butt left. I don't know if it's just full or what the deal and then leaves it on my doorstep. He's just a mean sadistic cat. It will it's a girl cat. She is yeah, just she. a mean sadistic cat. And we were theorizing, well, it's just like when I eat a chocolate Easter bunny, I start with the ears. Nobody starts with the butt of the chocolate Easter bunny. It just gets messy. Besides, you can't fill it full of ice cream then. 
I'm speechless. You do you don't start with the ears when you eat a chocolate Easter bunny? No, I guess bun? I do. I kind of do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems to make sense. Why would you start with the bottom of the bunny? That's a good question. Yeah. So um hold on. Getting getting a message. Uh-oh. Our uh our mobile hair treatment service. Yes. Might be here. Really? We might have to push pause on this and come back to the questions. We could totally do that. Okay, so we're going to pause right here, and then we'll be back. This will be like when Clinton was circling the airport getting his hair cut. This will be part two. Part two. Part two. Okay, peace out. We'll be back. Bye. All righty. Hey, I'm back. We're back. Are you back? Back and better than ever. Yeah? Let me go. I'm all tangled up here. Okay, here we go. Okay. I got cords, and I feel lighter. You know, we are lighter, technically. Um, so, in other news, uh, our, our friend who was on the podcast a couple months ago, Rob McCoy. How Pastor, is Mr. McCoy? Pastor Rob called me yesterday from oh, Thousand yeah? Oaks. And today, the county of Ventura is filing a temporary restraining order against Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks called God Speak Calvary Chapel. Ooh. Because they have been opened and defying government orders since the end of May. So, temporary restraining order today being issued against them. So, how does that work? I mean, is he just going to, he's probably just going to, I know Rob, he's going to show up next week and just do church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got people. He's got lawyers and politicians and all that jazz. Well, that's, they're standing their ground. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of the wealthiest counties in the world. A little bit further, like fist. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. You were, you were kind of overdriving there. I was getting a little red indicator. Well, your your voice, your voice is a little much for me. I have that power. I can just turn your headphones up and then you think you're talking too loud. There you go. I'd be a loud talker. Yeah. So, doesn't he live in like one of the most? Yeah, I mean, Thousand Oaks counties? from Calabasas to Camarillo. Uh-huh. It's like a, I don't know, like a seven mile space on the one hundred and one. That's like one of the highest rent districts in California. All right, well, because yeah. like his lawyers have lawyers. I mean, yeah, well, well, most lawyers do have lawyers. He's got people. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He might end up on the news. I, I have a feeling he might be in the national news coming up here soon. Yeah. So we'll be praying for Rob. Yeah, uh, but we're back, and uh, we look a lot better. I think. I think, I, I think so. I think. Yeah. I mean, nice yeah, haircut, definitely. Mark. Thank it's you. Looking good. Miles, looking you good. did. She did a great job. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, we could probably leave the the news stories. What we'll do from now on, I think, we'll just read the headlines and we'll make up the news because I think that's what everybody else does. Like nobody reads the actual news stories. I'm well, one of the last people who does. The thing that's kind of crazy when you read the headlines, right? And then you go out and actually read the news story. It's not the same. It's usually totally contradictory to what the headline. Was. That's because most of the time their editor does the headline and they do it to try and get people's attention, but people don't read the news. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Hmm. Well, do we want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's go ahead and do some questions. We got questions. All right. I don't think we're going to get through all of them, but we'll, we'll, we'll do some questions here. Let's well, go here we it. go. I, number one, number one, no, no, no. I just learned that before Eve was created, that God had told Adam not to eat of the tree of good and evil. So it really wasn't Eve's fault that they succumb. It was totally, all caps, all caps, Adam's. It was totally Adam's fault. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was probably sent to us by a lady. No. I think so. Well, you know what? What? As luck would have it. <clears throat> uh-huh. It's ladies' night tonight at the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's really not. I (laughs) just learned that Eve was created. Oh, before Eve was created. This is true. I mean, if you if you follow the chronology of Genesis chapter two, uh, yeah, Eve wasn't quite created yet when God said to Adam, "You shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil." But here's the crazy thing: Eve knew the command. Yeah, because the serpent said. Is it true that you're not able to eat of all the trees? And she said, no, we can eat of all the trees in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We shall not eat of it. And then she added something. She added it. She, she was like doing she commentary. Was, or she was just she was just being really, really like Adam. rigorous about keeping the law. Man, your mic is jacked up. You're, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting funny. Yeah? Oh, yeah. How about there? Yeah. Like maybe that. maybe pull it a little bit closer. Okay. Yeah, a little bit closer. No, 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 no. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. We're good. We're good. Okay, we'll, good. We'll make it work. I got controls and stuff. It might just so, yeah. be me. So, um, so she, uh, she knew the commandment, and the scriptures say in one of Paul's letters, Corinthians to the Corinthians, that Eve was deceived. Yeah, she was. She was deceived. So Adam definitely should have been watching her close. Well, when have you ever had your wife bring you something to eat and you refused it? Hmm. Right. True. Right. So you're saying if Eve had been baking What, you don't cookies, like it? What, if, you don't like it? No. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't like it. Oh, oh no, I this see. is great. Honey. Oh, I get well, it. This you is the best. You yeah. don't like it. No, no, no. Let's see good. if I ever I really, cook I just, for you again. You know, I was distracted. I couldn't uh-huh. jump up and yeah. down. This is really my favorite. It's my new favorite. So technically, according to the timeline, if we go back to the text, Genesis chapter 2, you are correct, questioner. You are correct. But they both, they both screwed up. Right, because each one individually is completely responsible for their own sin. Days, days gone, done, gone, screwed up. They both messed up. Yeah. So, you know, if one sinned a minute before the other, really doesn't matter. I think so. you're probably right. Hey, if all the other kids were jumping off a cliff, would you jump too? Heck, yes. Yes, it's called the clam in La Jolla. Jumped off it many times. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. Um, number two. Number two. What did you mean that we should remain faithful even when God gives to others what we desire for ourselves? Oh, this is going way back. Yeah, we're so far behind on these that this is from a message from a while ago. So let me let me frame this. I'm assuming you really want something, mm-hmm. and the Joneses end up with it. Right. But the DeBenedictuses don't. This is kind of like the always the bridesmaid but never the bride sort right. of scenario. So, I mean, this can be different things. I mean, this could be material things. This right. could be a child. You this really wanted be... that house. You really wanted yeah. to have a baby. You really wanted that job promotion. Mm. You, you prayed really about it. Pants. You felt like you were supposed to have that. That's supposed to be yours. You prayed for it. And then... Somebody else got your it. Your coworker gets the promotion. Right. Not you. And the possibility in this situation is to be a little frustrated and upset. Perhaps jealous. And not remain faithful. God God didn't give me what I wanted. So he must be no good. I was running on a treadmill one time, talking with a guy who uh, is an avowed atheist. And uh, we got to the spiritual things. We got away from just talking about the news things that was playing on the TV. Mm -hmm. And we got to talking about spiritual things. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know I'm an atheist, right? And I said, yeah, I didn't know that. And he said, uh, you know why? And I said, no, didn't, didn't really know why. And I said, guess. I bet you did too. He said, uh, he said, years ago, my father got the cancer, the lung cancer. Oh. And I prayed that he'd be healed. And he died. He wasn't healed. 
So I don't believe in God. There is no God. He didn't answer my prayer. And I was thinking, you know, if that's the only reason why you're an atheist, that might not be a really good, solid reason. I'd have a little bit more evidence piled up when I was facing the Lord. I'd yeah. say that. Yeah. You know? The other the other thing I'm thinking about, do you remember the story? I know you do because you read your Bible. The story about John the Baptist, mm-hmm. how John ended up in, in the slammer. Tell John not to be offended. Right, yeah. The, his, some of John's disciples come to Jesus, and they say to Jesus, Are you the, the one? Or should we look for another? And he says to them, Go and tell John what you see. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame are healed. And blessed are you if you're not offended with me. Yeah. So things were not happening the way that John was wanting them to happen. And the temptation, I think, even for a great saint like John the Baptist, yeah. is to get a little bit, a little bit jaded. Well, you know, you've read R. Kent Hughes' commentary on John. I think um, I don't know if I've read that one, but he's a great writer. He's a great writer. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure it was him. He made a comment that, or just an observation, that John was having a little heart failure. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, and it was basically, I think John sitting there in the slammer, and he mm-hmm. knows what's coming. Right. And he starts to look at what conventional wisdom is and what conventional timing is. I'm 33 years old. I got a lot of mileage left in me. Uh, I've proven myself. I've done the right things. I'm faithful. Just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to go. Jesus, come on, bust me out. And we're going to, we're going to whip the Romans and everything's going to be good. You know, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And uh, I believe Mr. Hughes was saying, you know, you have to think of it like this. John was the UPS guy. Ah, he delivered the package. He there was a timing to it and everything else, and he delivered the package. But the UPS guy doesn't stay and put it together, or help you use it. His job is done when the package is delivered. True that. And so for John, you know, he must de- decrease so that Jesus may increase, so to speak, and his deal was done. So uh, you and me have yeah. a, a book that we've recommended a lot called A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. Awesome book. Have you read um, his book, The Prisoner in the Third Cell? Yep. Very good book. To our listeners out there, I would highly encourage you to read that book or maybe even listen to it. I'm looking at Amazon.com right here, and it looks like there's an audio book of uh, The Prisoner in the Third Cell. So you don't even have to be able to read. No, you just can listen to it straight up. Wow. Uh, But The Prisoner in the Third Cell kind of uh, takes this story of John and... um, speaks about it in a, in a kind of story form sort of way. It's really good. And, and even if you got the book, you can get the Kindle book delivered right to your tablet, phone, whatever, mm-hmm. in a matter of seconds. And um, you probably read it in about an hour and a half, two hours. It's not a very long book, and I'm not a fast reader. So, uh, But yeah, really good book on this sort of topic that follows with this this question. So, uh, so what did I mean that we should remain faithful even when God gives to others what we desire for ourselves? There are times where, and I've met a lot of believers, and I think you probably have as well, where there are people who things didn't go the way that they thought, expected, or planned. In fact, I would say pretty much every time I've talked with someone who's angry or frustrated mm-hmm. with God or whatever, it, it has to do with expectations unmet. Well, and I think, and that really, to me, drives home the point when you're asking God for something, Spend as much time just thinking, considering, and praying that you're praying according to his will. And I think you're going to, you're just, again, when you pray a prayer that's God's will, it's not denied. It's You, you get an answer every time. And so uh, I think what is lost, especially on people who are new to the faith or, 
you know, really don't have faith is that what is bad in our economy is not necessarily bad in God's economy. Uh, bad things happen, but there's other reasons and things behind the scenes uh, that are going on with God's timing. And for us, you know, everything's about life and death and rich and poor and sickness and health and all those things. But there's a lot of other things in the spiritual world that those really aren't as important. Well, it's that word we were using a little while ago, perspective. Yeah. Exactly. It's very important to gain perspective. In fact, um, you know, I was getting some of the messages ready for the next couple of weeks, uh, last few days. And, um, I was going back to her whole discussion and what you taught on earlier in the year about eternal perspective, right? That perspective of eternity is, is really, really essential. Vital. And when we, when we lose sight of the fact that this world is temporary, this life is temporary, but there's much more beyond this, then it's easy for us to become very despairing and discouraged. And I, I really do think that a lot of the people right now who are desperately afraid of what's going on in the world around coronavirus, a lot of those people, their only hope is this life. And if your only hope is this life, it's understandable that you'd be really freaked out about the possibility of life ending sooner than you anticipated it ending. Well, you know, and I'm kind of putting this message together in my mind, but I've been in my heart, but going over Nehemiah. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make when we read the book of Nehemiah is if we look at it from a nationalistic standpoint, where this is about rebuilding a wall in a city. And I think one of the things that we have to remember about Israel is they were in ruin and wreckage and kicked out of their home, so to speak, because of a spiritual problem and a spiritual state. And the rebuilding of Jerusalem was a spiritual rebuilding of Jerusalem. There was, yes, there were sticks and stones and things put back together and gates hung and all those things. But that's just what they recorded of a spiritual movement. Right. And what I'm seeing in our country, one nation under God and God we trust, and not that we're Israel, but what I'm seeing is um, I think there needs to be a spiritual rebuilding because I believe all the things that are happening to us are a result of our spiritual falling away. True that. So I got. I think that'll preach. I think so. Yeah. I look forward to hearing that. Yeah. Me too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not done yet. But okay, okay yeah, cool. we're working on it. So, we, okay. We got another one? Yeah, sure. Why is the Fertile Crescent now largely a desert wasteland? Ooh, good question. You know what the Fertile Crescent is? Uh, no, because every time I see Crescent, I yeah. think of those poppin' fresh dough roll things. Ah. Those things are good. The Fertile Crescent is, if you look at a map that shows kind of the, the change in uh, climate. So like if you look uh -huh. at the Northern Africa, you see that whole big, huge patch right. of brown. And I learned about this in high school. Yeah. And then you got that ground, that green yep. little part that kind of in some respects look like a crescent from Babylon wrapping around through what we would say, you know, being Lebanon, and Syria and down through Israel and down to Egypt. So that whole bar of green kind of going around there that is split up by the Sahara to the west and North Africa and the what we would call Saudi Arabia today, the big deserts of Arabia there on the right. east. That whole green strip through there is called the Fertile Crescent. I think it's from the Freon leaking out of my car. Is that what it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So why is the Fertile Crescent now largely a desert wasteland? Yes, the, the area has changed significantly and there are a number of different reasons. 
um, in more modern times, the biggest reason has to do with dams and thus changing the way that water has flowed through those areas. So, um, so if you want evidence of man-made climate change, there's some right there. Yeah. You know, when we, when we dam rivers damage. and we don't, there's, damage. there's huge damage when we yeah. dam rivers and we don't allow the water to flow and to reach those areas. So that's the, that's the biggest reason that you see a lot of uh, desert wasteland in what was once a very fertile area. So that's what the Ashwan Dam, there's some, pretty oh, famous, on the Tigris and Euphrates, there's some pretty famous dams in that area. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know a lot about the dams on the Tigris and Euphrates, Which, but, but we're talking about three major yeah. rivers in this area. So you have the Nile. And um, in Egypt. And then, of course, you have the Tigris and Euphrates, which are predominantly in Iraq, um, but not only in Iraq. And um, so, but, you know, because of the way that we have affected the the flow of those rivers, it has changed the climate. So that's man-made climate change. Did you ever see the movie with Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, That's called Star Wars. Fishing in... Oh, gosh. It's a show about... It was a movie about him going to a Middle Eastern country and uh, importing trout. I have not seen this. It's a crazy movie. Huh. I mean, it's actually kind of a good movie. Oh, okay. He's working with the Sheik. The Sheik wants What's that to, guy's name, anyway? I don't remember who he is. Erwin McGregor. Er, er, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. That's Ewan right. McGregor, yeah. He's Scottish. I think it's like fly fishing in... It's a country with an L, but not Lebanon. Liberia? No. Libya? No. Mm. Yemen? Not an L. A y- <laughs> That's a yeah. Yell. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. I was, was Samsonite. Like yeah, yeah, I yeah. was yeah. way off. Yeah. We're all missed it by that oh, much. Oh, goodness gracious. And that's why we're not so great in geography. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Yemen, I... The I, Eric Zoolander school for kids who really don't read so good and stuff. <laughs> that's not big enough. No. It's not a school for ants. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. goodness. That's uh, not you know, a good movie, actually. No, it's not. No. I listened to a um, podcast talking about Yemen, of all places. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, I haven't tasted it, but apparently some oh. of the best coffee in the entire world is found in Yemen. I it's thought we very, had some of that. I don't think I've tried it, but it's very difficult to get it out of the country because there's some geopolitical problems, shall we say. I want to say Nick Burt or somebody scored Did he me. get some? Some Yemenese coffee? Yeah. I think Did it, you know that Nick Burt has become a coffee drinker? I know. I got him back on it. He's oh on the bean, goodness. bro. Yeah, because we've been keeping him up until 2, 3 in the morning doing videos for the church for the last oh, 20, Nick. three weeks. Well, he's on vacation. He is on vacation. Lord, I think. bless Nick with a good vacation. Yes. May he have some rest. He's driving today. In I fact, hope his children sleep the whole time. On the road? Yes. Okay, shall we try to sneak in number uh, four? Let's do number four. I think this is the last one for this week. Okay, I've heard the views expressed before that protest, even peaceful ones, are not something that Christians should be part of because Jesus set the example of letting his own rights be trampled in silence and with humility. So he was suffering injustice, I guess. In light of the recent protests, both for black rights and the protests for churches to reopen, what do you guys think? Are some peaceful protests okay and others not? Not talking about looting and rioting. What is or should be the role of political activism be in a Christian's life? This is a really great question. I think it's an awesome question. And there's actually a very large body of writing literature by Christians over the last 20 centuries on these specific things. 
And it is interesting to see the different tone, if you will, mm-hmm. of writing among Christian authors for 2,000 years as, as how the literature changes based upon the political power of the church. So when the church had zero political power, then there was a lot of writing that talks about humility and nonviolence, and they'll point to passages like what Jesus teaches in um, you know, the Sermon on the Mount having to do with that. And then when the church becomes a more dominant power and or they're experiencing times where there's less religious persecution, if you will, then it's um, a lot of talk to them about how to measure their power in the right way or use their power in mm-hmm. the right way. So, of course, Jesus, he did not, you know, stand up for his rights, if you want, when he stood before Pontius Pilate. And really, he had no rights as standing before the Roman governor of... Yeah, he's got nothing. Yeah, of Judea at that time. And, you know, it was under occupation of the Romans during that period of time. So he really didn't have any rights um, in that situation. But the fascinating thing is, as you fast forward 20 years or so, 20, 30 years, hello. Um, so you fast forward a little bit and you see Paul utilizing his rights. I was going the same place. It, but so, he was utilizing his rights as in a, a way citizen. to bring glory to God. Yeah, so I, I think that there there's obviously many angles and ways in which we could answer this question. And I do think it's very, very important for people to... Um, to be prayerful and careful about how they utilize their liberty. Paul's very clear about that. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the fascinating things I think you find in reading the New Testament is that we all know that the Roman Empire during that period was pretty oppressive and crazy as it related to Jews and Christians, especially as Christianity started to rise in the first 200 years or so of Christian history. Um, So there was a lot of that. And yet Paul does not write against the Roman Empire, even though they were living during a time when there was some pretty chaotic, crazy leaders. And so, um, so yeah, I think we need to be very measured in the way that we approach things. And I do think that it's important for uh, each person to be convinced as to how they are to act and behave as it relates to their rights and the government that they're under during that period of time and be very measured in how that they utilize their rights, their power, and so forth. Um, because there, there's some people who think that what America did, you know, back during the revolution in the 18th century, they go, well, we shouldn't have done that biblically. You know, they shouldn't have stood against the, you know, the government. So you have some people that are writing in that respect. And then you have other Christians that are writing to support what took place in the revolution. So um, there's, there's multi sides to this whole thing. And, and I'll update it to this moment in time that we're in. Here we are at Cross Connection Church. And we, our leadership, have chosen at this moment to not gather not because we're necessarily afraid of COVID-19, not because we're afraid of the government um, and them saying you shouldn't meet. The reason we're not meeting as far as I'm concerned, and I think you would agree with this, is because we feel this is what the Lord has called us to do in this moment in ministering to our community and to our church. So we're not afraid of the virus and we're not afraid of the government. Now, you go up the street, my really good friend, you go three hours up the road to Thousand Oaks, and our good friend yeah, Rob, Rob McCoy yeah. is, uh, you know, He's standing the ground, and we're going to continue to defy the orders of the governor, and we're going to meet. And even if that means we're going to have litigation, we're going to move forward with that. And I think, praise God, you know, he believes that's what the Lord called and him to do. And we're praying and supporting him in that. I totally yeah. 100% yeah. support him in that. Yeah. So um, for us at the moment, we're going to continue to do what we're doing until the Lord directs us to do otherwise. But it seems good to us and the Holy Spirit to maintain what we're doing and ministering to our community and our church. And 
you know, it seems good to Rob and the leadership at mm-hmm. Calvary Chapel Thousand Oaks, Godspeed Calvary Chapel to do what they're doing. So th- that's between them and the Lord. So I, you have any other thoughts on this? Well, yeah, a, a couple angles here. First of all, you want to always make sure you're looking at the big picture, right? Uh, the, we all have the same mission as far as every church, as far as making disciples. That's, that's, that's our big overall mission. But every church has different mission statements to get to that place. Mm. And so we, we have to be very, we have to be really careful that we're not tr- all trying to do the same thing the same way. Uh, that's why God has different churches. And so um, the difference between Jesus and Paul, one of the things in, in, on the rights thing is Jesus was to be led as though a lamb to slaughter. He was not to put up a fight. In fact, Peter tried that. And he rebuked Peter for trying to put up a fight because um, so much power and destruction was available to Jesus, but that wasn't Jesus's mission. This, he had a mission. He was about his father's business. And that's much different than Paul's mission. And one of the things that was unique about Paul appealing and exercising his rights, it was solely done not to be exonerated, but it was be, to be done. He did that. It actually made his life more difficult because it brought him to a place that he would one day stand before Caesar. And he knew where that road ended. If he had just taken the lashes and shut up and walked away, his life would have been much easier. Uh, but, but Paul had a different, um, a different, different way he worked his rights up, but it was all for the glory of God. It wasn't for his own personal thing. It wasn't a nationalistic thing where he was being, you know, pro-Israel or this or that. He was doing this slowly to be a witness for, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think we have to do the same thing. We're each called into different things. And right now, I think we're a tremendous witness to the community, uh, to our police, our firefighters, our medical people. Uh, we're still doing ministry. Uh, we're still meeting in homes. We're still preaching the word. Uh, it's not how we like it. Yeah, It's not my preference. But I think we just want to be really careful that we don't turn this into a um, thing where we're jumping up and down for our rights because we're trying to sanitize America. You got to fight. Yeah. For, for your right. Yeah. I, I don't think the Beastie Boys were on that worship <sighs> album. Yeah. No? No. That's I, not, we're going to, I don't gonna think they're an approved band by Calvary Chapel, actually. Oh, you're probably right. So, anyway, that, I don't know. That's one man's opinion. So mm-hmm. I think you got to prayerfully move forward. I mean, on, I mean, you're probably on the same page, but if the movie theaters and baseball and football sporting events were all open and we were still closed, the doors of this church would be wide open. Yes, we, I agree. We, with we that. would open that up. Yeah, but um, that's yeah. Not... That has been kind of my in the back of my mind, looking at all this all along. It's like, hey, if the rest of society was completely back to normal and the church was being told you can't meet, then it'd be like, okay, we got a problem. Yeah, and we we consider church more important than any of those things, right? Uh, so, and I want to get back to church. Believe me, me too. To for me, giving into temptation for the donuts, huh? Well, you know, and the people. Okay, good. I mean, think about this. I on the weekend, somebody shows up on a Sunday. I'm harassing all my favorite people and my unfavorite people. No, I don't have any unfavorite people, but I, you know, I'm I'm doling it out. We're going back and forth. We and miss I, all of you. That's yeah, what we're trying to say. My, my, my we're trying wife. to be as sentimental as we can. Yeah. It's very hard for us. Well, I mean, you know, but my poor wife has to deal with all that now. Mm. So mm. pray for her. All right. Well, I think that um, 
we're probably at the end of the broadcast for today. We do have more questions, but we will do those. I'm going to be gone next week. I'm going on a little vacation, but well, we good. will be back. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be here doing stuff. Okay, good. And keep those questions coming, everybody. I would say we'll see you on Sunday, but we won't. You'll see, well, you'll see us online. We'll see on you. Sunday. Yeah. But we love you all. We miss you all. And we hope you all are doing well. Make sure you send your prayer requests. If you have prayer requests, we are praying for you. And send your questions to 760-814-1223. And we will answer them on the questions podcast. Any final words, Pastor Mark? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, my spiritual minty freshness. Is it getting low? I, I'm more about cold-blooded love this week. Ah, so, yeah. you know, I pray, pray that I receive some This has been the, the couple weeks of car trouble. So that puts I, the cold-blooded love on a higher man, level. Man, yeah, besides cars getting wiped out and then broken and all the other, you know, been a rough, rough month here, you know? I'm, I'm praying August is a better month. Amen. All right, God bless you guys. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Wow.